Today, uh, we hear from God's Word. As uh, was mentioned, the theme song, as we're going through carols of Christmas, the theme song today is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And we're going to be focusing on that line that talks about the incarnate deity, where we praise the incarnate deity, the, the Word that's become flesh. And so this morning, we're going to read from John 1, verses 1 through 14. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. And we're going to be focusing on the first and the last verse, verse 1 and verse 14. But I'll read all the verses, 1 through 14, this morning. Before we do, uh, let's come to God in prayer. God Almighty, um, you are gracious and amazing and awesome God, and you call us to praise you. And that praise looks different at different times and different sounds and different ways. But we are here to praise you and give you glory. And now, Lord, as we read from your word, we praise you for your word. Your word that became flesh. Your living word. And as we read from John 1 this morning, we just pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will again uh, be upon us. And that we'll be able to discern what it is that you're speaking to us again this morning through your word and through Jesus Christ, the living word. So bless us and uh, open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to, to you this Christmas and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. And he himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, and the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A news headline in an article read as follows. Attention holiday shoppers, don't take it out on the kid working the cash. The article quoted, the mood in the malls and the stores isn't quite as festive this holiday season. It's hard to hold on to your holiday spirit. The article continued to go on that shoppers seem to be just as short on patience as they are on cash. And a lineup at the checkout can transform a cluster of holiday shoppers into a gaggle of grumbling Grinches. This holiday season isn't what you'd call the best of times. End quote. It's with regret that our media has to announce that peace on earth actually has to start with peace in the shopping centers. 
In many contexts, we've gone from the miraculous Christmas story of celebrating Christ's birth to busy shopping malls, to overspending, to overeating, to stress and anxiety about Christmas cards and Christmas gatherings, and basically so much more that could distract us from the true meaning of Christmas. And we all have a part in messing up the true meaning of Christmas. Now don't get me wrong, Christmas can include many wonderful things, such as gifts, trees, lights, reindeer, Santa, owls, jingle bells, horns, three wise men, and so on. But it's also some of these things that could just so easily distract us and focus and take away our attention from the true meaning of Christmas. This morning we've based our Advent reading from the Gospel of John. And John doesn't begin the Gospel message with the good news as it relates to the birth of Jesus Christ. John figures that we cannot understand the good news of Christ's birth until we begin to understand the connection between God and Jesus. So in verse 1, John states, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Generally, our words serve two purposes. The first purpose is that our words give expression to our inner thoughts, even at times when no one else is around to hear what we're thinking, or even to read what we're thinking. Secondly, with our words, our thoughts can be revealed to others. So first is that our words give expression to what's going on in our mind, our thoughts. And second, our thoughts, our words, our thoughts can then be revealed to others. Let me just illustrate these two purposes for a moment. We're just going to take a moment of silence and think. Silence and think. Okay, so those who actually took the time to think, you likely realized that you were probably thinking in words. Now, some of you may have been thinking in pictures, but I'm going to go with that phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words, because words express our thoughts. Secondly, those thoughts can be revealed then to those around you. And when you reveal it to those around you, you reveal some of your character. Perhaps some of you were thinking at the time of silence, how long is this silence going to last? And if you were to share that with other people, it might reveal a character of impatience. Regardless, most of us were thinking in words. And then those words can be revealed to those around us. Jesus is the Word. And He's the Word in these two aspects. First, Jesus, as the Word, reflects the mind and thoughts of God. God's thoughts are being reflected in Jesus. And Jesus reveals God to humanity. 
because Jesus is God. God's thoughts are reflected in Christ Jesus and then they're revealed to us and we then get to know God and his son, Jesus. Now, Jesus being God means that there's a communion. There's this relationship going on. And Jesus didn't all of a sudden just come into existence. He was always there. He was always God. And John wants us in this passage to believe in faith that Jesus Christ is God. And that Jesus reveals God, his Father, and his glory, and his grace, and his truth to his people. Last week we had in our reading from Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1 verse 3, the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Now, once we have established that Jesus is God and that Jesus reflects God, and then God is revealed to us through his word, the living word, we're going to now jump ahead to verse 14, where John proclaims that the Word, who is God, became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. Jesus, who is God, came down to earth in human form. As we sing, Hail the incarnate deity, God made flesh. Now, typically, if a dignitary or a king or queen were to visit Canada, um, they'd probably be treated like royalty because they are royalty. They'd be served with the finest foods. They'd be settled into the finest accommodations. They'd be chauffeured around wherever they desired in whatever mode of transportation they desired, and no expense would be spared. Jesus, who is God, came down as God in the flesh. And he made his dwelling among us as a king. And yet he didn't live like royalty. Who would have expected to find God coming down to us as a baby? Who would have expected to find God as homeless, lying in a manger, no room in the local inn? There were no bodyguards surrounding this king. There are only some rough and tough shepherd characters who, who came to check out what the angels had told them. And these shepherds weren't even wearing their Sunday best. I reflect back to a mission trip that I took some years ago uh, with Edudeo Ministries to Nicaragua. A group of us and traveled, took a day and traveled to the city of Managua. And in the city of Managua, they had this huge city dump. And the dump covered about seven uh, square kilometers. And in this dump, thousands of people made their home. Half of them were children under the age of 18. And it was rather terrible and rather shocking to see. Because we can't imagine ourselves living in a dump. And we can weep as we see others who would choose to live in such conditions or even have no choice. And live in such terrible conditions. Jesus came down from his throne in heaven. And he came down to earth. Moving from royalty into a dump. He came down as God in the flesh from heaven to earth. From a place of light and perfection to a place of darkness 
and sin. John 1 verse 14 is the core of the Christian gospel. John 1 verse 14 is the good news that was promised to the people thousands of years ago in the Old Testament. John 1 verse 14 is the good news that became real for the people 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ was born. John 1 verse 14 is the good news that it continues to be real for us today. That Jesus Christ is God and is God in the flesh. That Jesus Christ is Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God and is revealed to us as the Word made flesh. Jesus is God. And He is God with us. And He came down to earth in human form. And He continues to be present through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our bodies, in our lives, in our churches, in our families, in our vocations, in our education, in our Christmas gatherings. As Reformed believers, God is in all and He is able to redeem all. And He's not only with us today during this Advent and Christmas season. He's not only around us on Christmas Day, but He's with us always. He always has been and always will be. And we look forward to his physical return to this earth when he comes again, his second coming. So why would God make a decision to come down to this world to be with us? Why would he come to live in this place that from the perspective of sin resembles a dump in need of redemption. Well, Jesus came down not for his own benefit, but he came down for the benefit of his people, for our benefit. He came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19, verse 10. And if you don't think you were lost, then he didn't come for you. But we were lost. And he came for us. He came down to change our lives forever. He came down because he loves us. John 3, 16 and 17, the very familiar verses that most of us know. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into this world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, verse 1. Jesus Christ came down as God in the flesh. For those of us who have flesh. For those of us who are humans. He did this for those of us who are enslaved to sin and can only be freed by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And that's all of us. God showed his love and his grace by sending Jesus to this earth to be born as a baby, to grow as a, young, a teen, a young adult, an adult, only to be killed on a cross. And all for us. On account of our sins, 
We deserve punishment and nothing else. And yet for Christmas, God gave us the awesome Christmas gift. He gave us everything except punishment. He gave us what we needed. Salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. So what does this word, this living word, reveal to us? That Jesus is a God of grace. A God of amazing love. That He came down and He lived like us to show love to us. And that we in turn would respond. That we would turn and would respond to Him and love Him back. So that we would love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. So that we would love one another. Because Jesus wants us to reveal Him and to share this love and exhibit this love to others. Share the love of the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. God has revealed the true meaning of Christmas through His Son, Jesus Christ. The Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity. There is hope of peace with God. Hope of forgiveness of all sins. Hope of salvation through Jesus Christ. So attention, holiday shoppers. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And let us worship and praise our king and our savior. Together we say, Amen. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for your word. For your word as it's given to us through the scriptures. We thank you, Lord, for your word made flesh through Jesus Christ. Your living word. We thank you for your compassionate love and your amazing grace to your people. We thank you for the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And for all that you have done for us and given to us. May we respond to you in worship and praise and glory and honor and celebration. May we respond to you in loving you fully and loving your people. And so Lord, continue to work in us through the power of your Holy Spirit to live our lives in faithful obedience to you. And help us to always know and focus on the true meaning of Christmas. That is, God became flesh for us that you love the world so much that you gave your one and only son in the name of Jesus Christ we pray amen